In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you? I'm good. Good. Ready to have a, uh, another show where we bring in a rival fan and uh, we discuss the upcoming game. Today's going to be a bit more of a difficult challenge. We've got two Jacks in the building. Jack, Jack Hart, an Eagles fan. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. So, Jack, where have you come in from today? I live in Romford. Okay, so about 30 minutes away? Yeah, about 30 minutes. East London. You a big uh, soccer fan? I absolutely hate soccer. I've tried when I was younger to get into it. I used to pretend to be a Tottenham fan and get caught Oof. out pretty quickly because people would ask me a question and I wouldn't know the answer. So that really doesn't do anything for me, soccer. Okay, great. So we've got a... Are you from England? Yeah. Got an English lad in at the moment He doesn't like soccer. We're open to all type of guests here, aren't we? Wow, we're used to... Tottenham fans not knowing anything about football, so it's it's not a surprise. Um, it's just nice to hear one of them be honest for a change. But Jack, there's one thing you know a lot more about than us, and that's the Eagles. Hopefully so, yeah, I think so. So tell us, why are you uh, an Eagles fan? So I'd always played Madden, and I got to the beginning end of last season, and I decided that I wanted to choose a team, so I sat with my father-in-law, who's one of these people that knows everything about every sport, and he was like... I'd go for the Eagles if I were you. They're a sort of team maybe on the up. You know, it'd be a few good seasons to watch them rebuild and then they go and win the Super Bowl the first season. I <laughs> uh, so, but no, it's, I think there's something about the way the Eagles play that I just I really enjoy. So your first season supporting the Eagles, they won the Super Bowl. Can we just... Uh, do you fancy my Browns jersey this year and uh, help out a uh, another team? Well, I just got this feeling it's all downhill from here. So, it's, uh, you know, we, we could potentially do it twice in a row, but it's unlikely. You know, I think seven teams have done it before, but I'm going to stick with the Eagles. So is uh, Father-in-law an Eagles fan as well? He is just a genuine sports fan. He's one of these people, he's never really picked a team, be it a football team, soccer team, whatever. He just absolutely loves sports. and watches. He's the sort of guy that I'll come in and... Uh, Four o'clock in the morning, he'll be watching Kabaddi on Sky Sports Mix. Like, okay. he's that sort of guy. Okay, good. So, where did you watch the Super Bowl? And did you think you were going to win? And just to reassure you, if you do say no, we're not going to play this clip to Jason Kelsey because we don't want him going off the rails at you because that wouldn't be fair. Uh, so, I went to the uh, Grid- Gridiron Magazine Super Bowl party at Bloomsbury Lane. So it was a great night. I went with a mate of mine who is a massive Patriots fan which is what I think even further pushed me into being an Eagles fan, just to watch him so devastated when uh, Brady dropped the catch. It was phenomenal. So he spent the entire evening explaining to me how it was pretty pointless as being there because it was a foregone conclusion. Um, but no, it was it was a great, great party. Was it free to go? Yeah, a free ticket. Uh, how many people there, roughly? Probably about 150. 150 people all staying up. What time was the... Oh, I was... Well, I, I can, can't remember what time it finished, but I can remember drunkenly wandering the streets of London waiting for a train so it must have been <laughs> pre the train start of five so it's probably finished about four and I think it was only about 
probably about a kilometer away from the station. It took me about an hour and a half to walk. God knows where I went. My Apple Watch had some crazy <laughs> map that I'd wandered around sort of central London trying to get there. Okay. What body part are you willing to give up for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl back-to-back? So I turned 30 on Monday. I'm probably slightly unwilling to give anything up now because I'm 30. I'm probably going to need it. Uh, but it'd be great for us to win another Super Bowl. I am more of a realist. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm more interested to see how the team responds to having had that victory, having not had it before. You don't need a left arm. Sorry to any left-handers that listen, but it's not important. Surely a left hand. Just give it up. At least a finger. At least a finger. Oh, if I had to give up... Well, the problem is when I start talking about my left hand, my wedding finger's not far away from it. So as long as we're careful, it's just my little (laughs) finger, maybe I can get away with that. We'll take a little finger. Who would you most want to go for a drink with in the Eagles organisation? Oh, uh, He's I... I really enjoy the running back position um, and he seems like quite a nice guy as well but just having watched him play and I think genuinely this year he's going to have a breakout season I'd love to have a drink with him East London boy as well? Yeah I think he was born in Hackney Okay so close to where you're living now? Not far not far apart from with the London trains it's quite a long way (laughs) Alright great and uh, have you been taking much interest in the pre-season so far? Do you know, I've taken far more interest in the preseason than I thought I would. Again, my mate who's a Patriots fan was like, don't watch the preseason. It's basically the Pro Bowl, but slightly worse. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the politics, the intrigue, the idea of you know who's up, who's down. It's, it's been really interesting to watch. I think I have to take them with a pinch of salt and not take them too seriously. Because if I look at our two past games, we're going to go 0-16 like the Browns did last year. But... You know, it, I've really enjoyed watching these new talent working out who's going to be a breakout player. Don't listen to Jack. It's all about getting wins in pre-season. Four and O, baby. We nailed the pre-season last year. How good was it, though? It was great pre-season. <laughs> because we were playing stars against four stringers. Uh-huh. It's, it's kind of what happened. So it's one of them that it's a really important time in the season, bar the score. It's the only time in the season when you're like, I don't care about the score. I care about the score. Um, I'm starting to care about the score. <laughs> Eagles, Jack, you're on my side here. Okay, good. And um, yeah, who have you played so far in preseason? So we have played the Steelers and we have also played the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, we replayed the Super Bowl. You know, it's tough season. Sort of three of the best teams in the AFC. I think back to back. You're looking at the Steelers, the Patriots, and the Browns. It's, it's not an easy way to no. start the season. Also. Belichick did not approach the preseason game, the first quarter of that preseason game, as a preseason game. He was throwing all sorts of weird stuff at the Eagles <laughs> and you know playing Brady. What, what does Brady need to be playing in a second game of the preseason? It was it was an odd preseason game. He's, he's had a lack of game time over the years. He needs to learn how to play the NFL again. He's he might be an old dog, but uh, you know if if they'd have played him and then they'd have thrown the ball at him so he could learn to catch it a few more times, then maybe. But there was no need to play. Brady in the preseason. So, what are your views on Howie Roseman, sort of a, a fellow disciple of cult of analytics with uh, Sashi Brown and the data Doug Peterson used? It was fascinating this season. What, what do you make of it? So, when I sort of look at Roseman, it's it's the master planning element of it. It's the idea of watching the team in the preseason and you're looking at those guys lower down the depth chart thinking what are we going to get for them? The only reason they're being kept around is because we're going to get something. Look at someone like Sudfeld. To me, you don't know whether he's being groomed to be our second string or whether actually we're thinking, well, we might get something for him going forward. It's, it's fascinating to watch. When it comes to the data, 
it's incredible when you look at the fact that Eagles were the best on going on fourth in the last season. It's that real people don't know how to prepare to play the Eagles because they really don't know what they're going to throw them. No, I, I love it. The, f- the fact that the decisions the Eagles made last year on whether to go on fourth down and they're up there with the highest in the NFL wasn't based on someone's gut call where they were sat in the stand or whether it's the head coach. It was based purely on data. And when teams are going, oh, are we going to win more often if we go for this on fourth down? And because the stats say, yes, we're going to win more often, they do it. And you've got Howie Roseman, absolute genius with the cap and decisions. And uh, it just goes to show, if, you, if you're trusted in a uh, disciple of Sashi, you do get rings. Hang on a minute. So we're an analytical club. How, how do we mess up every fourth, uh, fourth uh, play? Because it, the difference was, um, as um, Hugh came out recently this week and said, oh, the only way I'd ever use analytics is due to protecting players from injury, just goes to show <laughs> the idiot Hugh Jackson Hang is. on a minute. As we all know, this is a Hugh Jackson pro show, but he has a very good point that he has had very limited soft tissue injuries recently. I doubt Hugh Jackson can count to ten. You might like Hugh Jackson, but everyone else in the world dislikes Hugh Jackson. So if, if you want to judge it on that, the Eagles have jumped in on analytics, they've shown the upside, and they're doing lots of the same moves we've made down the years of strengthening the O-line, strengthening the D-line, and really getting that benefit. But uh, all respect to them, I just wish we'd have stuck with Sashi rather than going, oh, we've got a football guy. I think when it comes to if you've got to choose soft tissue injury or Super Bowl rings, probably go for the Super Bowl rings. I heard they're a bit better than uh, preventing injuries. And you've got people like Haley, let's play our best players and let's develop. And I'd throw the kids to the walls and let's just get them out there and play them. Because if these youngsters can develop into a team of winning things, great. At the minute, they're being protected to potentially go 5 and 11 this season. We're going to start with some no love. We recently uh, got one of your guys, uh, Michael Kendricks. Thank you, very m- thank you very much for that. What did you make of him last year? Um, played okay. Um, he played. Well, I did a bit of research into him earlier on, and he he played slightly more than I thought he did. Um, he didn't, you know, played less than half the snaps in the Super Bowl that he was available to play. Um, I think the major problem with him was nobody really wanted to take on his salary. So you had thirty-two teams basically saying we ain't having that. It was a foregone conclusion he was leaving the Eagles anyway. This is his second year in a row he'd asked to be um, traded. So, you know, he was okay. Um, he, he might do quite well in the Browns. I don't know. I've not got much of an opinion on him, which probably says a lot. I've been really impressed with him so far. And, yeah, I wouldn't have taken on the contract he had with the Eagles, but picked him up as a free agent. And it's impressive what he does. Greg Williams loves All his right. pass rush. So he's going to go out there and... That's Greg Williams, who's been on almost every season of Hard Knocks, right? Every other season. He, yeah. he takes a year out because... Yeah, because I don't he, know if there's some contractual agreement. If he's he's also doing that kind of in the playoffs to be in Hard Knocks. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he bangs on about how he wants to rush four, so he always wants to have at least two pass-rushing uh, linebackers just to add to that pile. So um, he, he loves him. He wants to rush all, everyone. If he could rush 11 players every snap... I think he'd give it a go. But he's going to get the best out of what Kendricks might do. And uh, it, you could easily see Kirksey 
or um, Jamie Collins failing to make this roster? This is another side point. I think Collins may get traded soon. Nelson Aguilar, he was a first two years, he was a bust. What's your views on him after two years? And should you give that sort of epic, capable, athletic wide receiver who's taken in the third round a third year? He is 100% going to be a fundamental part of the team going forward. But what's really interesting is Pro Football Focus have considered him a bust this year. And I think he probably will have a slightly worse year than he did last year. But he's, he's all steam ahead. I think in the red zone, he's going to be phenomenal. I think it is a real, you know, he's going to have a really good season. So are you telling us the moral of the story is if you've got a first round wide receiver who hasn't done it for two years but is athletically gifted, you should give them that chance in the third year because they could be something special. Something in that. Does that remind you of anything, Jack? It reminds me of a certain wide receiver we traded for a seventh round pick in 2020. But as some listeners of our show believe, Dorsey knows best and will do whatever Dorsey wants. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to bow down to Dorsey. He made a mistake and... uh, if, if he wants to come back for a uh, sixth round pick in 2020, I'm more than happy with that trade. Jack, it feels like every show you're getting more and more negative against uh, our boy Doisy. Yeah, well, I, I saw a guy who had the Air Dorsey sneakers on. He had the brown jumper and I was like, that is the guy I want to lead our franchise and then I looked a little bit closer. He's coming out with a lot of great points. Looked a little bit closer. And there was my boy Baker Mayfield. And that is the guy. Whether we turn, just turn the franchise over to Baker. Let him make all the spending decisions. And let's just see what happens. Yeah, what do you think about Dorsey? I'm surprised he let that happen. Someone coming on and just take ripping him to pieces like that. I don't know. I, I think he probably enjoyed it. He, he seems the kind of guy that he can have a laugh. When something's funny, he'll laugh about it. We've had Hugh Jackson dress up like him, and now <laughs> Baker dress up like him. Is he like this, the guy that everyone bullies? <laughs> the question is, when are we getting our jumpers? And we, well, we can do the show like him every week. Key thing, the uh, prediction for the score? I think Eagles 20, Brown 17. Oof, it's not very nice, mate. You're our guest and you're saying we're going to lose. Have you seen us last year? We went... Uh, Four and zero pre-season. We are pre-season contenders. And, and given the way we're playing in the pre-season, it may well be the reverse. Mm. Um, uh, coming into the game on um, our Friday, your Thursday over in the states. Um, what, what should we be looking forward to? Like, where, where do you think your strengths and weaknesses will be? It's going to be interesting how many of the first string players they play. Um, I'm not convinced they're going to play many. There's, there's part of me that is either thinks we are holding back and we're just going to go for gold when it comes to game one or whether actually this is potentially evidence we're going to have quite a slow start to the season I'm not yet sure because I've, I've not been impressed with some of our offensive line going forward that have, that have played and it's also working out you know and also bear in mind we've got people like Jordan Maialada that what are we going to do with him um, I think there's an element that's hoping he maybe gets you know a sprained thumb we can put him on IR for the entire year and try and train him up but it I'm also going to be. In, I'm interested as a as a fan of football to see how Baker plays against the Eagles if we have some of our first string guys out there. Just before I respond to that and put out some of these, John, I'm not even going to guess his surname. Can you just chat to Browns fans about who this guy is because it was my favourite 
pick Barb Baker in the entire NFL draft. And I loved it. And I've read a few pieces on him. And good luck to the guy. Can you just... So, what we decided to do, given we're Super Bowl champions, is choose a guy that has never, ever played football before. He is a, <laughs> he is a rugby standout. And if any of you watch Good Morning Football, you'll have constantly seen the video of him dragging rugby, other rugby players along the field and scoring tries. But he's never played football. What is he? Six? Is it six foot seven? He's huge. He is. If if he had played football his entire life, he would be the most phenomenal offensive lineman you'd ever seen. What what round did you pick him in? I think seventh. Okay, sixth or seventh. It was a late. I, pick. Did, I think it was our last pick. Didn't go free agent. No, no. Th- oh, undrafted. I think it was a great move by them just to go. This guy could have it because the f- physical traits would have been off the spectrum and. If you can turn him into an average NFL tackle with his traits, he's going to be top ten. If, if you watch the way he played in our first, as 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 phys- physically as a tackle, if he had if he created the skill set of an average tackle in the NFL, he would be a top ten left tackle for the pure reason of his physical traits are off the charts. If you, if you had to draw an offensive lineman on paper from scratch, you'd draw him. He is, but it's just the fact that he's not got a high school game, a college game. He's got rugby. Um, league or union? It was Australia, so I think it's... Maybe league? I don't know. I'll have to Google it later. I think it's league. He yeah. got in a fight with a koala. <laughs> it's, it, he is a, an amazing physical specimen. I think it's just how they managed... It, you wouldn't even... At the minute, you wouldn't even want to waste a practice squad spot with him. You really want him to have another year learning the game. So maybe IR, if they can wangle it somewhere, is the way forward. Has he played any snaps yet at all? Yeah, he played a fair bit in the first game. I'm not sure what he played in the second game. Um, And actually, bar one really horrendous mistake where he just stood still, his performance was was not bad. It was not NFL calibre, but it wasn't bad. We have to Google his number and just watch him constantly. No, I've, I've... I've already watched a bit. I think it's it's absolutely fascinating because he's one of them people. The physical strength he has as an individual, he can just grab hold of someone and throw them out of the way without even trying. If you uh, on Game Pass, there's some and on YouTube, there's the undiscovered stuff, and he's there's a whole 15 minutes on him there. It's phenomenal. We've got uh, Darren Fells, who's moved uh, sports. Yeah, I know. I think Darren Fells is an incredible athlete. He's not quite the same build and dimensions, but uh, just. Wants talkers the Browns and moving forward to cut down to fifty three. Wouldn't surprise me. It's sort of my hot prediction for the roster cut down of Danny Vitali doesn't make the roster and sort of our sort of tight end, blocking tight end come um, fullback ends up being Darren Fells. But just coming back to the uh, preseason game, I think it's going to be really interesting. Hugh Jackson has come out and said our starters will play the first half. And so that will sort of allow us to see who's the top end of the um, roster, who's going to be the starters. The key thing to look at, as obviously as a fan, one of them things that fascinate you is who's going to make the cut on the other end and who's going to sort of sneak onto the 53. Watch the first punt um, on offense and the first punt on defense because those special team players are their first team special team teamers and they are more likely to make the roster than probably anyone else so if you're looking at potentially 
a couple of wide receivers, which one's going to make that sort of sixth wide receiver spot. Whoever starts on that special team is more likely to be in it. And uh, the one thing looking at uh, the Eagles' defence that terrifies me, will be really, it'll be the first good test for Baker, um, is the strength of that D-line. The, their first D-line is probably the best in the NFL. Their second D-line is probably in the top 10, 15 in the NFL. It is absolutely insane. And we're not really going to get a test on our defence. They've played two awful quarterbacks. And so far, no Wentz, um, no Foles. Nathan Sudfeld is not going to give our defence a real test. We play Hackenberg, you never know, we might storm it. But I, I, I don't disagree with you, and I can't imagine we're going to spend much time... Well, Wentz is not going to play at all, and I don't think Foles will play much. Maybe a few snaps, um, depends on his shoulder. If his shoulder's still playing up, he probably won't play anything. Um, and w- without those guys, we're not looking good. So it, it is, But the def- defence is looking strong. Even, even in our you know, two pre-season losses, our defence have looked good. So it's there's a bit of hope. What's your uh, prediction on the score, Jack? I know, and I know it means so much to you about this, uh, the score and the result. So just to let you know, guys, the show sheet today says pointless pre-season <laughs> score prediction because it is absolute ridiculous. But Paul likes us to make one, so just it's, it's my aim during these 30 minutes to try keep Paul happy. So um, let's say the Eagles going to score seven. I think someone has a glitch on defence and uh, sneaks through. I just I, Their quarterbacks are so bad, it'll happen at some point that someone will make a mistake. And I'm going to say on offence, I'm going to say 17. I reckon we get two touchdowns from my boy Baker Mayfield. Uh, He's not even uh, playing very much of the game. Fan of the show. I don't even know if he is. Zane Gonzalez, fellow Chelsea supporter, comes on and kicks us a nice field goal. I'm going to go with 24-20 to the Browns. It's a bit high score for a pre-season. But what was the Steelers score against the Eagles? It was, it was high. yeah, it was round about that. It was. I think it was like in the 30s something. So. Wow. Yeah, I, mate, I came really close last week as well. Did you? I just got the score wrong. I, I think I went 2017 last week, and it was close. <laughs> I got the score. I thought the Browns were not the Bills, but anyway. <laughs> How many wins do you think the Eagles will get next season? Uh, next season we. 12. Reversion to the mean. That's a bit of a data for you guys. Um, I'm going to go 10. And I think that will be easy enough for them to win their division. I just think there will be some questions over the wentz Foles stuff. Um, and it's not going to be losses that hurt their season. It's just going to be losses where they're getting back into the rhythm. I think it will take Wentz a good five, six games to sort of get back to what he was last season because of all them injuries and... Uh, He'll have to change his game. I feel with the um, not not the strongest of divisions. I reckon nine wins. Well, j- just on the division, Giants. I've got a bet with my mate. Add it on since the off season. The Giants will win less games than the Browns this year. Oof. See, I've I've got this feeling the Brown um, the Giants are going to have a good year. I just there's there's something about the. the the approach the team have had that they're not going to beat the Eagles but they're going to have a relatively good year a better year than they did last year I think they've got the worst GM in all of sports all sports all sports what football 
soccer, rugby, soccer. table tennis, everything. The Premier League doesn't have GMs, but oh, okay. go on then. They have um, directors of football, though. This is a guy that's scared to look at data. <laughs> he did his interview after um, taking Barkley and said, well, I don't do analytics, and then just started smashing an imaginary <laughs> keyboard in front of him. If, if the guy can't count to 10, he's probably not worthy of being a GM in the NFL. Whereas I think now McAdoo's gone, they've got a slightly better chance. They're not going to suddenly bench their quarterback for no apparent reason. <laughs> like it, I, Do you know what? I think that there's a chance the Giants will do better than the Cowboys. It's an interesting take. I think the benching of Eli, I thought, was a really clever step to going forwards. I was like, now they're going to see. We've heard all this noise from the... Uh, Giants on they really believe in Webb and then they went and started someone else and it was like you don't bench Eli Manning unless you're going to sort of test your rookie because if they'd have tested their rookie and found out Davis Webb was awful as we found out when he played us in pre-season literally couldn't hit a barn door to save his life they could have then gone and used their second pick to draft a quarterback the old Sashi Brown wench trade how do you feel about that Jack? I still think it was a good move for both teams. I think if Carson Wentz would have joined the Cleveland Browns um, two years ago when the draft happened, he'd have probably been off the Browns by now, um, maybe out the league, because there was no point bringing him into a team. The best chance you've ever got of winning a Super Bowl is when that rookie contract in the five years of a rookie quarterback. So yeah, Wentz could have signed and then we could have gone four and... 4-12, and 6-10 for the next few years, and then, yeah, great. It, what, what does that achieve? You can turn into the next string of the Bengals. If you want to go out and win, yeah, that deal works for them. They'd built their franchise. They'd done what Howie Roseman had done, what Sashi was doing, of build the ranks, build the different positions, and then the quarterback is the cherry on top. Yes, they're the most important position, but if everything else isn't right, they are pointless. So I'm looking forward to it. No doubt we're going to draft the next Tom Brady with that seventh round pick in 2020 because John Dorsey has obviously seen that is the year when you win the franchise. Because why else would you trade back, trade away a uh, wide receiver as good as Corey Coleman? He's obviously seen it. So uh, let's go Dorsey. We're going to trade it up for a sixth round, get the next Brady. Happy days, yeah. Bill's pick in 2020 is is, is the one. That will be the seventh round pick that changes the Browns forever and takes us to 20 Super Bowl wins in 20 years. When do you think this Wentz deal is ever going to end? <laughs> when we're both retired, sat on a porch, drinking beers and watching like Red Zone in like 2048. Because like three months ago, everyone was going, oh, thank God, that's the end of the Wentz deal. And then suddenly it comes alive again. It's back. 2020. It's got to be a piss take, hasn't it, surely? Like, let's put a 2020 pick in just to keep the Wentz deal alive. I thought it was a good deal. <laughs> I, I, I will stick to if Carson Wentz would have joined the Cleveland Browns two years ago, he'd have been out of the league by now. Well, guys, if you've got any opinion on that online, on Twitter, give Jack some abuse. Uh, Jack Hart, how many wins do you think the Browns are going to get next year? I think five. Safe. It's a good number. It's the same number I picked, so uh, it's obviously the right number. 
Yeah, I've gone uh, six and ten. You've gone five and eleven, haven't you? It's your job on this podcast to just be slightly more optimistic than me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you're you're excited about a baker. Yeah, do you know, I, there's, there's, Baker was fascinating to watch, and that in the preseason game I watched in the first one, he he looked there's there's something there, and if if the rest of the team, like Jack says, can get to a position where they protect him, and going forward can ensure that he doesn't get injured and he you know he can play his game, I think there's there's a, a long term future with Baker. It'd be interesting to see sort of after Baker's done his five years, and obviously Wentz will be at a solid position there whether people change their mind. And it's one of them that, until you sort of get four or five years into it, you never know. So I'd, it's going to be an exciting time. Uh, Jack Hart, would you have Wentz or Mayfield? Wentz. Even with his dodgy knees? Might never play another full season in the NFL. Jack, let Jack speak, please. Come on. I think Wentz is going to want to win another Super Bowl. He's seen his team do it. He stood on the sidelines. I'd keep Wentz. Jack Duffin, what would you like? Wentz or Baker? Shaking and baking, baby. Shake and bake. The, the lad, I, I hope he wins one or two rings. I'd still probably trade him after that five years, but uh, that's just me being absolutely ruthless. No, I, he, he's a good player, but Wentz is, Wentz is hungry. Wentz has watched his, his teammates and his colleagues win a ring. He wants to win a ring for himself. Did you give him a ring just for pity's sake? Yeah, I think you got a, a ring for pity's sake. But, um, I think, g- given he knows that he got them so far, he didn't get them over the line, he's going to want to want to win a ring even more. I think that's that's quite a difference, isn't it, between uh, soccer, football and NFL. I think you've got to play a certain amount of games, but I think in the NFL you can just give out as many as you, uh, you want. Yeah, because the rings is down to the teams. I think it's incumbent on the entire NFL to ensure that Brady doesn't get a sixth ring. Like I'd, I'd get to a point where anyone but Brady. So I've, I've just done a little Google. It was the long snapper of the Philadelphia Eagles, John Dorenboss, I'm going to say. Um, he was traded to the Saints for a 2019th seventh-round pick. So obviously more valuable <laughs> than Corey Coleman. <laughs> and... Um, when he uh, was traded, they did the full medical and he ended up having open heart surgery and it saved his life. And it's just incredible that the fact that if they wouldn't have traded him, he might not be alive. It's just how amazing a sport is it that something so little happens and uh, wow, it's great to see. All right, good. So you Americans, that, that shows you how dedicated we are. We're up at one o'clock in the morning watching the game. The fact that we're still going to be up at four, half four, filming a podcast is probably more amazing. Uh, Jack, any other questions for us at all? No, I think it's, I, it's just going to be interesting to watch how, how Baker develops and whether you guys can prevent him crashing out the league in two years. I think uh, we're on something good here. Jack, we, we want a winner with Baker? Obviously. It's never in doubt. When you get a quarterback that good, you're on to something amazing. The thing that we just need to make out, make sure, is the roster is good enough. Because if we start having just poor quality around him, if Josh Gordon and Callaway go out on a night out, suddenly we're left with a wide receiver call that is horrendous. Um, the promise is there. 
We just need a new head coach, as uh, you no doubt will agree. I do not at all. All right, brilliant. Well, look, thank you very much for your time coming in today. I hope you enjoyed the uh, beers. And uh, if people want to find you on Twitter, where are they going? Uh, it's Mr. JAC Hart. Ooh, very nice handle. It's a bit, it's a bit spicy. A bit. Very fancy. It's my mum was trying to be clever, and my initials were actually JAC, so it was one of those things. But it works out quite well. Did your mum pick your Twitter handle? <laughs> she didn't, but she picked, she picked my, you know, she picked my actual initials, which have always worked quite well, and no one's ever got it. But apart from a lot of people think I spell Jack with a H, so go. <laughs> Well, if you want to moan about the show, my Twitter handle is at Jack Duffin. And it's PaulBrown underscore UK. Guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've gone daily again. Uh, a show every single day. We've got some huge guests in the pipeline. So keep listening. And I just want to say thank you very much. Change is coming. Good night, guys. Go Browns.